Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with, with you for another episode of the Steelers post-game podcast. And folks, we're on the wrong side of these streaks. Now, all of a sudden, we're in, well, some, some really bad spaces mentally and physically for the Steelers fan base as the Steelers lose, what was it, 26 to 15? What a weird score that was. Uh, they've they've lost back to back games now to obviously the Washington football team in week 13 and now the Buffalo Bills in week 14. We're going to dissect it like we always do here on the post game podcast. Joining me as always, podcast producer Brian Anthony Davis. What's going on, Brian? Hey, fellas. Good to be here with you. Wish it was better circumstances. Man, that game sucked. Yes, it did. And the other co editor of the website, Dave Schofield. What's going on, Dave? I waited all day for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here we're gonna go. We're gonna start off with the knee jerk reactions here in a second. But I just want everyone to know, like, there are so many, there are so many questions surrounding this team. We are gonna do the best we can to try and answer them. And to be honest with you, a lot of them we can't answer. No one can answer them other than those that are in the locker room. But let's start with those knee jerk reactions, like we always do. Brian Anthony Davis, I'll let you go first. Go ahead. That was one-dimensional. It was unimaginable. They, I mean, there was no imagination whatsoever. At the beginning of that game, you know, everybody said, well, you got to get a running game going. So, heck, let's get a running game going and run it all the time on first down after the first series. And the drops started again at the beginning. You know, it seems like no lessons were learned. Yeah, it, it's just, it, it feels like the sky is falling. Certainly does. Dave, go ahead. Knee jerk reactions. Yeah, the sky is falling. You know, I 
you had the bad offensive performance against Baltimore, and you're like, uh, it was a weird week. Then they had the bad offensive performance against Washington, and I was like, uh, it was a short week. You know, and I kept convinced, you know, I'd start off saying, no, there's a problem. And then I'd slowly convince myself, you know, it's not a problem. This 19 to 17 to 15 from a team that was at one point averaging over 30 points a game. This is a problem. This is a major problem. And I don't know that there's any easy fix. I don't know that there's a complex fix. I don't know if there's a fix in 2020. Um, other than just, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be something where they're going to be able to out scheme any kind of weaknesses because it seems like scheme is part of the problem. So I think this is a for for my knee jerk reaction, which I, I did put this on Twitter right after the game. Uh, I, I said how to me, this is a team that needs kind of an overhaul of certain aspects of the team. Okay. Um, offensively, you can talk about the running game. You can talk about the approach like Brian did. They need an overhaul. So you have three weeks to get it done. Now, Mike Tomlin said in his post game press conference that he thinks that's plenty of time to get it done. I'm not so sure I agree with that because now all of a sudden it's not just a matter of scheme. It's not just a matter of play calling. Now it's a matter of do we even have the players to get this overhaul done? The Steelers had a ton of injuries in this game. At one point, that's your Matt Filer was lost with what they called a shoulder during the game. But after the game, Mike Tomlin labeled it as a pectoral injury. It was the same story for Kevin Dotson who filled in for him. Uh, we saw Gerald Hawkins starting at right tackle as Chuk Sikorafor was tended to on the sideline. Alex Highsmith left the game with uh, an injury, uh, but he was able to come back in. It did not look like TJ Watt was a hundred percent. He certainly was definitely not the, but in terms of the high motor guy that we know he is, that's the issue with me. We all know that stuff needs to change, but now the question is, is do they even have the players to make those changes? We'll know. We won't know until we see what some of these injuries look like. If Dotson and um, Filer and put them on the IR, then they're in big trouble. They are in big trouble for a lot of different reasons. Let's get to this super chat here. Mark Davison. He's a podcaster for behind the steel curtain.com. He said that was a rough game to watch. Even my dog knew what offensive play was about to be called pre-snap. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's very predictable. <laughs> Holy it's, dooly. Holy yeah, dooly. I, I, did, I, I know I didn't say that right. It is. It is very predictable. It is very predictable. So we're going to do our best to try and figure out what the heck's going on here. And maybe throughout this process, we'll be able to figure out where the Steelers should focus their attention moving forward. They're already in the playoffs. They secured a playoff spot today by the uh, Kansas City Chiefs beating the Miami Dolphins down in South Beach. But it sure doesn't feel like there's anything to celebrate. We'll put it that way. So let's start off with our grades like we always do. Uh, let's get to this super chat first. Steel Dog. 88 gives us $5. $5 says if we keep playing like this, we'll be out first round of the playoffs. Yeah, no one's going to disagree with you there. No one is at all. Trust me. All right, let's get this show on the road. Ben Roethlisberger, where we always start. He finishes 21 for 37, 187 yards, had a 5.1 average, two touchdowns, two interceptions. None was bigger than the pick six at the end of the first half. He did get sacked one time. 
He had a rating of 65.9. Guys, this was ugly at times. How would you grade Ben Roethlisberger, Brian? We'll start with you. I love Ben, but last week I gave him a lower grade, and I got a lot of flack for it. I cannot excuse his play. He didn't have as many drops this week as he did the last two weeks. He had some drops. I get it, but that didn't cause the interception. The second interception I thought was bad, too. Um, some people called for pass interference on that play. Wasn't called. Didn't matter. Two picks. They were debilitating. Debilitating starts with a D. Give him a D. All right, Dave, what's your grade? Uh, I don't know that I'll go as bad as a D. I'll say C minus um, simply because I don't, I don't want to put more on him than what should be on play calling i mean i would i we we don't know because it, because it seems like every time that something goes right people are taking credit for it and when things go wrong it's always someone else's fault even when you're talking about your offensive coordinator so until we really know i don't want to put it all on ben but the deep throws are not there the one the second interception i mean he had him he just couldn't get the ball there um i don't know if just ben age-wise and everything, if he's just worn down by the season or what's really going on. But the the deep ball wasn't there. The intermediate throws didn't seem to have the big zip on him. It seems like all they're left with is, is short throws. And if that's all you can do, then, then you've got to execute them perfectly every play. And that's also extremely difficult to do. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with the C-minus. I'm going to go with a D because that – I, I got to be honest, I, I'm shocked that it's the first pick six he's thrown this year. With as many of those short, very predictable out routes that they run a lot of, I'm shocked they hasn't haven't hasn't happened yet. It was a horrible time for that to take place. Shocked it hasn't happened. I'll go with the D. Here's a question that's on everyone's mind, though, and this is a $5 tip from William Hall. Thank you very much. He said, does Ben look right? Let me put this another way, though. Guys, is his arm shot – Period. Is his arm shot? Brian, what do you think? I still don't think so. I, I don't think it's it's shot. He's not getting help with the running game whatsoever. He has to do more with that arm, but I think it's still there. Okay. What about you, Dave? What do you think about the health of Ben Roethlisberger's arm? Um, it's not what it used to be. <laughs> I think everyone knows that. Um, it's I'm, I'm going to say it's not – I can't say it's not a concern. I can't say that all. Yeah, it's fine. It's, you know, I, I can't, I don't see we can say that, especially when you look at who was throwing the ball, you know, on, um, from the other team and the way he was throwing the ball out there. It just, I really don't know what to think anymore with this. I, you know, we keep saying all the Steelers will bounce back and they're not, it's, they're going in the wrong direction. Yeah, it's pretty bad when they, it seems like they're playing right into the narrative's hands of, you know, oh, this is the worst 11-0 team in NFL history. And we all scoffed at it and said, oh, come on. It's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. And it starts with Ben, that's for sure. All right, let's go to the next position. As we always do, the running game. It was another great effort for the Pittsburgh Steelers running the football. They rushed for a whopping 47 yards on 17 carries for a great average of 2.8. That's going to help their overall average. James Conner, 10 carries for 18 yards. Jalen Samuels, 4 for 15. And Benny Snell, 3 for 14. Uh, Mike Tomlin bemoaned the lack of time and uh, the way that the game played. Uh, whatever. 
how do you grade the running backs? Brian, go with you first. F. I mean, it, it was a failure. They can't do anything with that running game. Everybody, they're one-dimensional, and that's the name of this podcast. They're, you know, they were barely one-dimensional today, but being one-dimensional means that everybody knows what they're going to have to do. Then they say, all right, let's try to fix it with the running game that's just not there. I, you know, I had... I applaud you trying to get it going, but it is not there. And we keep on saying, and I am very guilty of it, saying every single week, don't worry, it's going to be okay. They're going to get it together. When Connor comes back, Connor came back. Nothing was right. So, I mean, you guys could come out and uh, and give it a D, give it something like that, but there was no redeeming qualities to this running game that helped them do anything tonight. So it's got to be an F. Dave, what's your grade? This is the running backs, right? Not Correct. the offensive this line. Is the running backs. That's I'm going to say a D minus because I've seen that it could be worse from the running backs. And also I'll get well, I'll get to that when we get to the line. I'm gonna say D is I'm gonna say D because believe it or not, I thought that Jalen Samuels and Benny Snell actually had some decent runs. Yeah. Um I someone said it on Twitter. I can't take credit for it. They said everything that the Steelers get via the running game is 100% improvisation. And that is 100% fact. There's never a whole, I think, I think one time, I think Jalen Samuels had a nice run where it looked like it was a designed run. The hole was there. He hit the hole North and South and it looked the way it should. The Steelers outside of that, they just don't do it. They, They don't scheme it. Well, they don't block it. Well, but the backs also don't see it that well at times. There were there were a couple moments where Benny Snell was looking like he was getting warmed up, and then there were still some plays where it looks like there's a crease that he should just hit the crease, get north and south, get your five, six yards, and he's trying to stretch it out. He's not that type of player. The offensive play calling is not helping. They run a, as what we used to call it in middle school, a student body right, like a sweep right to Jalen Samuels. If I'm running a sweep, I'm not going to run it with Jalen Samuels. I'm going to Hopefully have Anthony McFarland back there, but he was inactive. So uh, I, I just don't get a lot of this. I'll give the I'll give the running backs a D. I'll give them a D. Um, let's hear. Freaking Geeks Media gives us five dollars. He says being one dimensional is fine until your opponent takes that one dimension away, and that's exactly what's happening yeah. with the Steelers these past few weeks. Very good point. So let's go to the running. The offensive line run blocking. Let's do that next before we get to the receivers. Brian, what do you grade the offensive line running the football? Look, if I'm going to go ahead and give the uh, running game an F, I've got to give the run blockers an F too. You know, you uh, you guys gave the uh, the running backs um, D minuses and Ds because I know where you're going with this next because you're blaming it more on that. I blame it on it's the unit as a whole. It's both 50 50 to me. All right, Dave, what are your think? What are you thinking? Oh, okay. It's an F minus minus <laughs> because, and I, and I tweeted this out. I don't know if it was halftime or somewhere around then. It's tough. Today was my mom's birthday and I, I had to call her at halftime. So I can't remember if that's what it was or not. Happy birthday, mom. But I have to say this is, you know, there's a problem with your run game when, while the run is still happening, you are seeing multiple offensive linemen standing and watching. You're seeing multiple offensive linemen standing and watching while the running back is still trying to scoot around and run for his life. 
Okay. Finish the play. Get on your guy and stay on your guy and keep blocking him until the whistle blows. This stopping and standing and looking around stuff, that was extremely one of the most frustrating things I saw from this game was the number of times the offensive line is playing too high because they're used to playing high because that's how you drop into drop back to pass protect. They play too high in the run game and they don't stay on and finish their blocks. And you see, and it wasn't even the same guy every time that you see at the end of a play on the offensive lineman standing and watching. Yeah. Go hit somebody. Yeah, it did. I'm going to say that, uh, I'm going to give him an F as well. I, I kind of view sometimes pa- like run blocking as like tackling for a defense. You have to want to do it. You, ha- you got to have that attitude, and they definitely don't have that attitude. So I'll give them an F. We have some super chats to get to here. Benjamin Porter, I'm sorry, Potter gives us 4.99. He said yet another end of the half disaster to change the whole momentum of the game. He's obviously referring to the Washington game where they basically gave them a timeout. Um, yeah, I, it's it's bad. It, it's it's there's no other way around it. Andrew Paladino gives us five dollars. Says I'm sad. Are you guys sad? I, I'm I'm not happy. I'll put it that way. I'm not sure if I'm sad. Guys, are you sad? <laughs> I, I'm demoralized. Yeah, um, that's the that's that's a great word to put it, which is an, an extension of sad, sad, frustrated, all those things tied up into one. Demoralized. Yeah. It's not fun. Okay, so my <laughs> my melanated scope is this four ninety nine. Said I hate that my supervisor is a Kansas City fan, and I'll have to hear his BS for a while now. Still, Steelers Nation, love y'all. Good night. Thank you very much for the tip. We appreciate it. And it's gonna be rough when you're undefeated and you're talking all that smack, and then all of a sudden you get smacked around two weeks in a row. It's not fun. Uh, Cody Marshall gives us five dollars. It's too many things to blame for the loss. Hilton's pass interference, draw passes on third down early. Uh, let's just abort the run. It's not happening this year. There's a lot to digest with this team. That is for sure. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. But if you just abort the run, then you're then the quick pass is never going to work, and that's like the only thing that they had going for them. You, you can't just stop everything. Like they say, if, if you're one-dimensional and they take that one-dimension away, then you're really in trouble. And the more you can't do other things, the easier it is to take away the one-dimension. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. William Hall gives us $5. He said, what needs to change and can we fix it? Um, I think that you're seeing as we go through these grades that obviously the offensive line is a big problem. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit more here as we go into the passing game. So let's talk about the receivers and let's go down through those numbers. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster finishes with six catches on 55 yards. He did have a touchdown on seven targets. Deontay Johnson, four Catches for 40 yards and seven targets. He had another two drops on the game. Eric Ebron, two catches for 30 yards on five targets. He had a drop also on third down. James Washington, three for 29, another touchdown. That's back-to-back games for James Washington. Jalen Samuels, three for 18. Chase Claypool, three for 15. Um, Let's grade the receivers, guys. Let's go with Brian first. What's your grade? You know what? Let's go with a, a C plus here, and that's that's pretty tough to do. But let me say this first. You know, we talked about the drops early on. They they happened in the first couple uh, series. Then they then they stopped. I thought Juju had a good game. Wasn't targeted a whole heck of a lot after. I mean, I think those six catches were probably on six targets. Um, 
Maybe he had one that didn't didn't go his way. Well, the the pick six didn't go his way. Um, that's uh, that's definitely a problem there. I mean, I I thought they were better. Sure, I could have I could give them a better a better mark, but it's tough to because maybe they're not getting open as much either. I will say this too. I got you know I love this team. I love all these guys, including the guys that I've been blasting for the drops. But I will say this, Chase Claypool, who I think is fantastic, has hit a rookie wall. And he is really not much of a factor um, the last the last three weeks at least. And they're not getting anything from him. James Washington is playing like a champion. I think, I think Juju Smith-Schuster is playing very well too. I will actually put my hands together and applaud Deontay Johnson for the way he played when he got back in that game. The same with Eric Ebron, because Eric Ebron was missing a little bit too. It wasn't as glaring as Deontay Johnson. They, uh, But the problem being is, why did it have to take for, oh my gosh, he's serious, he just benched us for a little bit, to get those get the uh, case of the dropsies out of the way? This message should have been heard at the end of the Baltimore game. It wasn't. It definitely should have been heard. I would have been. I would have went home scared to death, and completely demoralized. I'm u- using that a lot. If I heard that message, why did it take so long? So I'm going to go ahead and give them a C. They did some good things. It wasn't good enough though. All right. What about you, Dave? This was really tough because last week you felt that the receivers weren't really. I mean, they were really letting their quarterback down. This time they did early, but it was more of a of a mutual agreement this time, if you know what I mean. I mean, I, I do think there was times they could have maybe fought for some balls a little more, but at the same time, I don't think they were on especially on the, some of those deeper throws, a couple to Claypool to Washington. I don't think they were really where they needed to be that they could go fight for them. So it just it just all seemed out of sync. And when you're out of sync, your wide receivers, that's just kind of what you're going to get. I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them a C plus because I don't think that they played, I mean, terrible other than the early drops, but how can you really give anything? I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to change it to a C minus because so much of this game was on the offense coming up not doing their part, how can you really give that great of a grade to any part of the offense? I'm going to give them a D based on the fact that what this offense has become, what it has morphed into is an offense that cannot withstand any negative plays at all. And that includes drops. And so that puts an extra onus on the receivers to always have to play out of their minds, essentially. And they didn't. And they didn't, especially early in this game. So that's why I'm going to give him a D. Steel Dog 88 gives us $2. He said, thoughts on giving up before the half with one minute to go. Guys, what's your thoughts on that, Brian? He's referring to after the pick six. There's about a minute left. They had two timeouts. They elected to just kind of ride it out. So I've got two buddies uh, that are brothers that I, I text to in the middle of the games all the time. And I shocked them because I'm the eternal optimist of the group. And I'm one of the guys that I was so angry about that. I really was. And I wrote two words. One started with chicken. And I'm not going anywhere where else from there. You use your imagination. I thought it was a cop-out. 
I thought, you know what? You've got a minute left. You get to, I, I know they, they uh, didn't get the first down on first and second. And they were saying, oh, with the timeouts, they're going to wait. Nah, come on. Get three out of that. Show some, show some passion. They didn't. Lived in their fears. Yeah. Dave, thoughts? That's a tough one just because after giving up the pick six and the defense rolling that first half and then you're going to roll into halftime down because your offense allowed them to score, that's – I mean – I could I could see it either way. Um, I, I I wasn't that torn up about it, but at the same time, I would have been a I would have felt all right if they'd at least. Oh my goodness! So if they would have actually had to punt the ball back, then I really would have been furious. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So part of me is like, maybe that was the right call. Well, but the problem was is like you just said, the defense had been dominating the entire yeah. half, and so I I could see both sides of the coin. We'll put it that way. Yeah. All right, let's get to these super chats. Machu gives us eleven dollars and two cents. He says, "With a playoff berth secured and the buy seemingly unlikely, with how we're playing, what would what would wins going forward uh, help with? Obviously, they're they're wins, but why not rest starters for the? Okay, I think I know what he's saying. Basically, he's saying with the playoffs already locked up, what's what is the good for even seeding? Basically, why don't we just rest certain guys?" and then get through the regular season and hopefully be good for the playoffs. I don't necessarily buy into that logic, not the way they're playing. Okay. I, I don't think there's anyone on that team that should be able to say, you know what, just go rest up for the postseason. Hey, there's a lot of, there's a lot to still figure out a lot to still figure out. Uh, okay. X gives us four ninety nine. He says, eat the loss, rest up. The Bengals are next Monday. Get back on track. The whole team looked gassed. Nothing like playing the bungles to get right. Uh, you can look at it that way. Some can say that this is the f- the final leg of that three games and 12 days stretch. Maybe they just need a week to kind of get right back on track. Not, not so much from a, though they're going to play the Bengals, which I mean, that doesn't hurt, but also the fact that they're actually going to have a regular week this week for the first time in a long time. So uh, we'll see. All right, let's go to uh, Steph. She says last, like last week, if not even losing, that stinks. It's how we lost. If we've moved the ball and lost by three, we'd have something to build on. I think that's kind of the sentiment here. It's not just the fact that they're losing. It's how they're losing. Yeah, It's just ugly. It's ugly. There's so many different issues. Just awful. Awful. $5 from MFN <laughs> Royalty. <laughs> Next game should be a bounce back. We'll be okay. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Love the optimism. Normally don't have that in here after a yeah. lot like that. Yeah, you uh, know what? Can I say something real quick? Sure. We just got Canuck bucks. Come on. Oh, that's hey, right. I forgot Canuck the Canuck bucks. My apologies. <laughs> I'm trying to get to all these. All right. Keith Barnaby gives us 499. He said, I feel like it's time for a culture change. I'm at the point where Ben needs to call it. Steelers still holding on to that big Ben era that is gone. I don't know. We'll see. Um See, Adrian gives us four ninety nine. Says from CBS, quote unquote, Ben with the knee problems. Do you think he's playing with major knee issues? I sent this to Dave. Uh, the link, I think I might have sent it in the preview Slack channel, and that was a report from Jason Lockamfora, and he said that there are some sources in the lock in the Steelers organization that are worried about his knees. Um, I other than the fact that in the Dallas game he left the game early at the end of the first half to get his knees checked on. 
uh, and then the week that he didn't practice, there's been no reports of knee issues at all. Now, I'm sure Tomlin will get asked about it, but guys, are you concerned about his knees at all, Brian? You know, they can always be a concern, but then I look at the source and I see Jason Lockenfora. <laughs> and look, Jason Robards, Jason Moraz, Jason Seaver, played by the great Alan Thick, would be more credible than Jason Lockenfora <laughs> at this point. Um, so, you know what? I, it didn't seem like his knees were the problem. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Dave, any concern there? Well, it was funny because I actually saw that report before you did, and I did not send it out because of the source. That's why I didn't yeah. even check it to you. So he's been kind of known to, you know, and been called out with several Steelers things that he says, I've had this source, and people were saying, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it is what it is. All right, here we go. Let's go to Coil God eight something. Uh, ten dollars. Thank you very much. Said the Bungles will be the last win of the season, one and done in the playoffs. We'll go down as the biggest mutts of the year because we had it all and gave it away. I don't know if we gave it away. If they do go down, is that it? Might just be because well, they they're banged up. I'll tell you that they're banged up. Uh, Machu gives us another eleven dollars and two cents. If you guys want another dollar, the team better get a W next week. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> injuries really sticking their heads out late this season need next men up to really start stepping up uh yeah so that's absolutely couldn't agree more thanks everyone for the tips we appreciate it goes towards things like getting new microphones for our podcasters uh some cool stuff like that we do our giveaways we'll use some money for that so we appreciate all the love for that uh, absolutely let's go on with the pass blocking Ben Roethlisberger was sacked. Uh, let me look at the past, uh, the quarterback hits. They had five quarterback hits. Buffalo did. Guys, I had a, before, while you give the grades, I want you to chime in on this as well. Someone else on Twitter said this, and I, I tend to want my knee jerk reaction was to disagree, but then I thought about it and I thought, thought to myself, this actually might be true that the offensive line can't run block, they're not good enough to run block. And they're not good enough to pass block long enough for Roethlisberger to throw the ball down the field. Guys, do you think that's true? And what we'll give you your grade, but I want to hear what your thoughts are on the fact of, is this pass blocking line really that good? Or do they have it set up so that they don't have to block that long? Brian, we'll start with you. You know what? I can't really uh, discount that. I'm, I really can't, uh, you know, this is tough. I'll give a David answer. I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> <laughs> No, really, what what I'm thinking here, you know, that really could be, but it's being masked because he is getting it off. So, I mean, that's an assumption at this point, but it makes a lot of sense. So I, I really can't – it's it's hard for me to make a judgment on that, but it brings up a lot of merit. Let's put it that way. Dave, what do you think? It's a, that's it's, it's a valid point. I mean – with the steel was the Steelers offense throughout through most of the season really just covering for weaknesses. Were they running the things that they were doing because they were covering up a weakness in the run game? They were covering up a weakness in throwing the long ball, maybe. Although it didn't seem like they had that early in the season. I mean, they just weren't completing them, if you know what I mean. I mean, are they are they covering up the weakness to maintain a block in the in the passing game? It's hard to say because it seems like they're 
we're frustrated with everything that the Steelers are doing on offense because it's the same kind of thing. But are they? Is that what they're doing because they can't do any of the other stuff? That's what I can't figure out. It, it, this is not an offense that imposes their will on the other team at no. all. No, not at all. Uh, Dave, did you grade the pass blocking by chance? No, I didn't. I I don't know. Okay. From Brian, um, I did not either. Um, <laughs> you know ahead. what? It, it's hard to grade because you know usually you'd give them a pretty high grade because they weren't that bad, but. You know, there's still a loss, and if that is contributing to the problem and we don't know it, l- let me go ahead and give him a C plus then. All right, Dave. I said I said C. Okay, I didn't hear you. All right, give a C. I'll give a C. We'll give a C. What the heck? There's a C. Um, someone gave us another one of those super stickers. I don't even know what this looks it's, like. It's, even... a, it's like a teal. It looks like a pear. The headband on rolling and laughing. <laughs> okay. But no, but what's crazy is that there's like, what is that? 78 HK. I don't know. But you know, that's when, when you look at the conversion, it's not that it's not that much, or else it would be yellow. So it's yeah. probably around the five dollar range. <laughs> okay, so X gives us 299 says the O line is a problem. Yeah, I think that's pretty. That's pretty clear at this point in time. Uh, let's see here. It's uh, Flash23 gives us $5. If we had all three phases working against Cleveland, what happened? I don't know. It's a good yeah. question. Leo C gives us four ninety nine. said, I can't deny that the O-line is a huge liability right now. Healthy, they were not dominant, now banged up. It's tough. It's going to be really tough to watch here in the next coming weeks because it's, it's almost like the whole team is out of gas. It seems like it. Well, they had a buy in week four. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Shane Van Hayden gave us $5. Had Ben has always been able to extend plays, even when the rush gets to him. The fact that he is not doing that now seems like it's on him, not the O line. Okay. That's, it's a theory. Well, it's a theory. We'll put it that way. Christian Cahill gives us $5. At Connor's best year was with Nick's run. Let's see. Run Georgia, where we pull guards and have Connor trail. Watt also Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews would be nice for giving the linebackers a rest. There's a lot of banged up players on this team, and I feel like sometimes the Steelers have actually tried Watt on offense, and it just doesn't. Nothing's working at this point. Nothing's working at this point. So what is going to be working is us on the other side of this break. If you're on YouTube or Facebook, we're not going anywhere. Stay tuned. We were not like, we'll be right back. If you're on the audio side of things, head over to part two. We're going to diagnose the defense. Plenty to talk about there. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. 
subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.